Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. So let me just say a few words, especially if you're visiting with us today. You'll notice that the uh, communion uh, table is set before us. At our church, uh, we like to share in the communion service about six times a year, every other month. And um, we like this to kind of be the focus of our, uh, this, this is normally the sermon portion of the time. And if you are visiting with us, uh, we normally have a Bible teaching a sermon. Uh, we believe strongly in teaching the Bible at our church. And uh, next week we'll continue in our study from Ephesians on the uh, spiritual warfare and the armor that God has allowed us to put on. And we'll continue that for a couple of weeks. Um, today, let me just, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just give you a uh, four-minute sermon, okay? <laughs> I'm going to abbreviate because there are some passages that they teach themselves. And I just, before we receive communion, because we want this to be our focus. And if you're visiting with us today, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, you are a Christian, you are welcome to share in communion with us. You don't have to be a member of our church. You don't have to... It, it's about being part of the bigger family of God, the church, the body of Christ. And so you are welcome. What will happen, our, our elders will come forward. We'll have a, a, just a brief a scripture reading, and then they will bring the uh, bread to you first. If you just hold it, we'll eat it together. We'll do the same with the cup. And we want you to share in this uh, as, as part of God's family. And we want this to be part of our worship. And before we do that, though, let me just read to you from Ephesians chapter 6. We have been studying on Sunday mornings from Ephesians. And we considered uh, chapter 5, the role of uh, husband and wife. And then we looked at children and parents. And some asked, how come uh, on, uh, on the graduation Sunday, Kevin was, was preaching on uh, children, obey your parents, because that's what he was assigned to preach on. We were trying to follow the, the, the and we thought this is a good Sunday to do that today is Father's Day, and it's interesting. This is not a this is not the passage on fathers, but this is the passage we would be at. And I want you to listen to this. And I just want to just say in just 30 seconds what would take pages to write, and you can read about. This is written to slaves and servants, and you are not a slave or a servant. You might feel that way sometimes, but that's not the case. And just. Servanthood and even slavery in the first century was not identical, for example, to our American experience and European experience of, of as what slavery as we knew it. It was quite different. Um, many of them had had sold themselves. Some had been captured in war. You could some could get out of slavery. They could be, you know, it was a whole different scenario. But in the commentaries, as we look at this passage, what the principles that are drawn out of this passage almost unanimously in the commentaries, have to do with our work and our, our, our vocations and our work and our service. And I just want to do that. I just want to draw this couple of principles before we have communion together. And I also want you to notice, as I read to you, if you were here when we did uh, the section on husbands and wives, and I emphasized in reading it, the word Christ or God or Lord, that this is a passage about our Lord first. And us second. And I want to read this the same way. Ephesians 6, 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, 
just as you would obey Christ. Obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, serving wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. The masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them since you know that he, who is both their master and yours, is in heaven. And there is no favoritism with him. The focus is on our Lord Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father and the Holy Spirit in this section of Ephesians. And I just want to point out to you, as we've been studying this together and considering as we began in chapter 5, um, in verse 1, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love as Christ loved us. Christ came and served. He gave his life as a ransom for us. He came to serve and not to be served. And we looked at this in husband and wife relations. We looked at this in parent and child relations. But I want to remind you as we look at this, when it comes to our employment, our activities, our daily life, what does this mean? What can we take from this for, our, for you and for me in our daily walk with the Lord? And I think the principles are actually are pretty obvious. When he says to obey, and, 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 and it's interesting, what I really like, and actually the King James in verse 6 says, do not do this with eye service as men pleasers. You know the word op- ophthalmology. Dr. Mahonison, of course, we know that word ophthalmology. It's ophthalmodulos. It's doulos is slave. And it says, don't be eye servants. When you work, when you do your job, when you carry on your daily activity, I know many of you are retired. Many of you are actively employed. Many of you are self-employed. Uh, many of you are homemakers. You're working at home. I always remember when someone said, does your wife work? And I said, no. And I thought, wait a minute, four kids. Yeah, yeah she works. <laughs> um, uh, you know, the very important principle that what does this mean to us when we receive communion and we share in a memory of our death and the suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ? That he was a servant. And what Paul is saying is, just as he served, we are to be servants. And this week, wherever God has you, wherever God has you this week, I want to remind you that Paul says here, when you work, when you carry on your daily activity, whatever it is, you are not doing this to please people. We are not eye servants to people. You are doing this as a servant of Christ. Every one of you is a slave. If you know Christ the Savior, you are his slave. You are his servant. And you are doing the will of God from your heart. And you are doing it wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men. If you go to work tomorrow and you go to Boeing, you are not working for Boeing first. You are working for the Lord. If you are a contractor, you are not building for someone else. You are building for the Lord first. If you're in the medical field, you are serving patients. You are serving the Lord by how you care for them. If you're in IT, if you're doing summer work as a student, if you're in the service industry, you are serving God first. And every one of us, every one of us, every one of us has a Christian 
calling and vocation. Every one of us are full-time Christians. And we are serving God. And I want you to approach your work and your activities, your studies. I want you to approach those from God's Word that you are serving God. And you know that makes it a little easier. There are difficult people in your life that you serve with, aren't there? Let's be honest. The most difficult thing about any job is probably the people. Because we're all human. If it helps you to remember, you are serving God first. And if you are diligent and being a God pleaser and a God server, God will reward you. That's what it says. We do not preach the health and wealth gospel in this church, but it does say you will be rewarded. And it, it, I, I would hope we wouldn't limit that to finances and retirement and this and that and everything, but have to do with heavenly reward. Kevin shared an example of somebody work at the Salvation Army, who was serving God. And there was reward for that. Lauren has shared, people serving God. There's reward for that. The reward is eternal. The reward is heavenly. So our message this morning as we come to celebrate communion, I would encourage you to read that passage from Ephesians 6. Listen, if you're a believer here today, if you're going to work tomorrow, you should be different. There should be something different about the way you do your job. You should stand out. And that might, that might not always bring positive results. There might be other people who don't like that. But you are serving God. You're serving God first. And young people, as you're doing, some of you, your first jobs, and some of you are just graduating, you're going to be looking for your first career-type job. Others, are, you're doing summer work. You are right now developing a lifelong habit of a work ethic that shows to people that you care about God. You care about His Word. You care about your Christian faith. And that filters down to how you interact and how you treat people every single day. So I'm going to invite our elders to come forward this time. And I'm going to invite them to come. And they're going to serve the, to you, first of all, the, the, the tray with the bread. And I want you to take the bread, if you will, please, and just hold it. And as you hold the bread and as you hold the cup today, I want you to use that time to just reflect, to just pray, to just thank the Lord Jesus Christ for his sacrifice for us and his body that was broken, that we could gather today as the family of God. We know that the night that our Lord was betrayed and was about to go to the cross of Calvary, knowing the suffering he would undergo, he did something that many people are familiar with. He stopped and he washed his disciples' feet. And it says, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. And he said this to them, Do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for it is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. I tell you the truth. No servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. Our Lord was the suffering servant of God. And he has asked us 
to be servants. Now this Father's Day, I remind fathers and myself as a father and grandfather that in our families, we should be the chief servant in our family and set that example. And I love these elders and these men here uh, who do this and who represent this. And fathers and grandfathers, we are the first to serve. Let us eat the bread together. Our Heavenly Father, this bread that we have just shared, it represents your broken body. It also represents the whole. Each piece was part of the whole. And it represents that we are part of you. We love you. And we thank you for being our Heavenly Father on this Father's Day. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you, Shelley. For those that know the words to that uh, hymn, that's very meaningful. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night he was betrayed, as he washed uh, his disciples' feet, uh, he, the next thing that happened is he says that, uh, I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen. But he goes on to say, I'll tell you before it happens that one of you will betray me. In this past spring, when our friends from the Leavenworth Church, or uh, Port Orchard Church came over and shared the Living Last Supper with us, and some of you were here for that on Good Friday, and we were reminded, and it struck me, and Teresa and I talked about this afterward, it struck me that Jesus washed Judas's feet as well. He washed Judas's feet before he betrayed him. We are all sinners. We've all been saved by God's grace. And if you're here today as we're about to share this cup together and you have to honestly say, I have never received Christ as my Savior, I just want you to know, God loves you just the way you are. There's nothing you can do, there's nothing you can earn to make God love you more. He loves you so much that Jesus Christ went to the cross of Calvary, died for your sins, rose from the dead, and freely offers to you forgiveness for sins and eternal life if you will simply receive it. It's between you and God. As we drink this cup and we hold it for a moment, a quiet reflection and pray together, I would ask you, if you've never received Christ as Savior, why not? Why not just invite Christ into your life to forgive you for your sins and receive eternal life? Let us drink together. We thank you, Lord, that once again, this empty cup reminds us of the empty tomb. Our Lord Jesus Christ was not a martyr, it was not a tragedy, it was not an accident. It was your plan from before the foundation of the earth because you knew and you provided a way. And Christ willingly went to the cross of Calvary, died for my sin and the sins of the world, rose from the dead, and has freely forgiven us and offered eternal life. For this we are truly a thankful people. In Christ's name, all God's people can say it together. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming to worship with us today. As I close in prayer, I just want to make you aware, you know, we have people that serve in so many different ways. And one of the things we encourage at our church is uh, people doing mission work. We're a church very much committed to uh, the mission work around the world. Uh, tonight, I believe it's tonight, Julia Young leaves for Costa Rica where she would be serving in a Christian camp in Costa Rica. 
uh, for several weeks this summer. This is the major portion of her summer. She's got a real heart for missions. I want you to pray for Julia as she goes down there. Tomorrow afternoon, Casey Kemper. Raise your hand, Casey. There's Casey. Yeah, no, thanks, Casey. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and her mom, uh, they're going to be going to a Kim Kemper over here. You can raise your hand. Better do your daughter. Thank you. They are leaving tomorrow with a team from King's High School and parents and chaperones to go to Rwanda and Uganda. And they are going to be ministering there in Africa until July 3rd, and they'll be returning. So we want to pray for safety, for good health for these three, and uh, that God will use them and uh, protect them. And uh, we just look forward to hearing a good report. Pray for Keith, too, while he's home all by himself. Um, a bunch of guys went golfing last week. Keith's going, what? Hey, a bunch of guys went golfing last week, all last weekend. And one of the places they golfed, there was a bear, a mother bear and her cubs above the hole, I understand. And these guys golf there anyway. And one of my dear, dear friends, Keith, I understand, I understand, they were trying, he was thinking, well, if that bear comes down and chases us, like at least I can outrun Keith. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they all figured they could outrun you, Keith. So you were going to be the sacrifice. So we'll keep you in our prayers too. Hey, Kevin, you want to come up and pray for? Uh, just come up here and pray for dedication for our people going on the mission trip, huh? Did you do that? Kevin, you want to come up here? I'm not sure Julie's with us today, but come on, Casey, come on up here. Come on, Kim. This is a big, big trip, big mission opportunity. Kevin is youth pastor. Casey's youth pastor. Come on up, Casey. Let's have a word of dedication prayer and just pray God's blessing for them and for Julia as they travel this week on their mission trip. Father God, we are so thankful for this beautiful day and this opportunity that we get to just celebrate uh, a partnership that we have with you as we we bless uh, this mother and daughter and we bless Julia as she goes out and, and as we prepare to, uh, to send our Tanzanian team Father, I thank you for the response of these families' hearts to serve you and to go out and share the light of your good news, share your son with an unsaved world, to share their lives with other people. And I pray, Father, that you will put your hand over them and guide them, that you will protect them at every turn, that you will go ahead of them and make a way. Father, we thank you that we can... We have the ability to look back and see how your hand has touched our lives. And, Father, I pray this for this moment as well, that these families will be able to look back on this day and say, that is when, that is when I saw you. And so, Father, we thank you for all that you do in advance. We thank you for how you will move, and we thank you for the love that you have for each one of us. And we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. You are dismissed.